Welcome to Strong Business, Stronger Marriage, where we are your hosts, Corey and Jojo Rankin. We have talked to hundreds of entrepreneurs and have found the secret sauce to creating a successful business and a happy marriage. We have found that as you take care of your marriage at home, your profits will grow and increase in the business. We help entrepreneurs take care of their marriage. We help couples that are feel like they're losing their marriage all the way to couples that have an amazing marriage. The entrepreneur journey can be lonely, and we will bring on guests that will give you the knowledge, tools, tips that you need to find peace at home in your marriage. Don't give up on your marriage or your business because you really can have a strong business and a stronger marriage. To schedule a complimentary marriage deep dive, go to rfamilystrong.best, and it's the letter R, familystrong.best. Strong Business, Stronger Marriage, we are coming to you with a couple today that's going to be Clevengers. Sydney and his wife, Tiffany, are going to grace us with their presence today. They are entrepreneurs. They're both entrepreneurs and they have a lot to offer. So get your notes ready and let's have a great time. Guys, go ahead and introduce yourself. I'm Tiffany Clevenger, and professionally I go by Tiffany Toombs just because he didn't put a ring on it fast enough. I whoa, told him, so whoa, I wrote whoa. my book. It's not my fault that you were 34 years old when we met. I had wrote my book and had it published, so professionally I still go by my maiden name, but I am an NLP wow. and hypnosis practitioner and coach, and that's my business. My name's Sydney Clevenger, or I go by Super Sid. Um, I help people in regards to building systems so that they can attract leads to them online for free. And that is something that all businesses need. We, if we don't have people as a business owner, we don't have a, have a business. So that right. is great. Let's dive into a little bit more about you guys and about your journey as entrepreneurs. How'd you guys meet? We met actually through, we were in an online mastermind together and uh, she had just moved back from, I had been in the mastermind for a little while, a little bit over a year at the time. I had just moved to Texas about a year and a half before because I had kind of, my life had been just turned upside down. I had had a cheating wife and an ex-business partner who was embezzling money. And I found out on back-to-back days that this stuff was happening and like completely lost my house, my car, like dog, everything. I had to move back in with my parents for a little while. And then um, it was like, I'm not going to be 30 and living at home. So we had a garage sale, never even been like west of the Mississippi by myself. Drove to Dallas, like never been even been to Texas. And then like joined this mastermind, got involved. And then I um, just sort of tried to bootstrap it and figure it out. We met about, I had started getting some steam and stuff in my business. I'd worked with a few hundred people. I was doing really well. I was still struggling because of the divorce and stuff like that. And I didn't, I was just being single really at the time. And, and then I met her and she was really career driven and I'd never met a woman like that. We, we ended up meeting online and we really didn't meet for a few months until we, we met online. She had just moved back from Canada. So I had just moved back to Canada right, from to Australia. Canada. I had just lost everything been building four businesses in Australia and had been forced to resign my business partners from a whole bunch of random government complications. So had just lost everything, moved back to Canada. My family was telling me you should get a job as a receptionist. You'd be really great at that. And I was like, I really need to, instead of believing that I need business partners, I really need to go all in on my NLP and coaching business. So I had started that. We met about Five months later, he asked me out. I asked her to dinner. She, so she was coming down to Dallas for a live event. 
And I moved to Texas partially because this mastermind was here. So I moved here just kind of be closer to it and be around business-minded people. Yeah, so she was coming to a live event. And I was like, oh, you're coming for a couple of days. I'd like to take you out to dinner while you're here. Yeah, and she said yes. And then he told me it was the date after I said yeah. yes. He was like, by the way, this by the is way, a date. This is a date. So, so um, yeah, bring, bring your dancing shoes. Talked for a couple months before that. I ended up flying down a couple weeks prior to the event just to meet him in person and make sure we actually liked each other. Yeah. And then the first six She's months. He's a bit of a weirdo. <laughs> the first six months of our relationship was long distance, which mm -hmm. added that being an entrepreneurial couple in itself has the challenges. And mm -hmm. then doing long distance on top of it, which is something I swore I'd never do before I met Oh him. my gosh. It was like, yeah, I remember we were doing it. I remember the first time she said, Hey, so it's not going to, she was the first girl that I'd ever met that like, she planned out the entire long distance relationship before. So she's, so you're coming here in four months, you're fine. You're going to get your tickets. She had the tickets ready to buy like everything for six straight months. And like, I and I had never even been to Canada. I started flying to Canada every month. And then on the third time, or the, was it the second or the third time I flew up there? Because I'd never been there before. I ended up getting gang, almost, like, gang raped in like the Canada airport. He almost got the white glove treatment. Yeah, I almost got the white glove treatment in the Canada airport. Because they were like, why in the world is this? What's this American smuggling to Canada? It was definitely um, interesting. But you know, what, what was crazy was at the beginning was we went through a lot of mental and emotional challenges. We had a lot of stuff thrown at us that we had to deal with early on, um, as, you know, early on in the couple, which I really think has helped us as we've grown together because we've grown really fast, both business, um, both, both just emotionally, business-wise, as people, all that stuff was, we had to face a lot of challenges from a lot of people and a lot of things that were out of our control early on. Love it. That is such a powerful way to, to develop a relationship is to overcome trials together. One of the mistakes mm -hmm. that, especially entrepreneurs, make when things get hard whether it's in the business whether it's in the home whether it's just life in general we all have things that are outside of our control but one mistake a lot of individuals make is they turn to their family or business partners or people in masterminds or wherever they find their close friends instead of their spouse when they have trials and that's where some of the wedges are are made for entrepreneurs. And so I just want to put a warning out there that when life gets hard, turn inward, turn to the people in your home, your spouse, your children, and use each other for a team to grow. Because that's the last thing that entrepreneur needs is we don't need contention. We don't need division in the home. We need teamwork. We need solidarity so we can be able to show up the best version of ourselves in the business. That is awesome that uh, you guys did have those trials to go together. And long distance is no fun at all. My wife and I, we were probably about the same time frame, six months long distance. And life was much better once we were able to stay in the same town consistently. So it was uh, getting started in a relationship again. Like we went from literally, we would go just talking every night. There'd be weeks where we would talk for I mean, at the beginning, we would talk for a long time, but then there'd be busy weeks where she'd be out of town or I'd be out of town. And, you know, we would only talk for a couple of minutes throughout the night or text or whatever. So we'd go a week and maybe only talk for like 20 or 30 minutes throughout the week. So like when we moved in together and it went from that to 24 seven, it was definitely a transition because like she's a super introvert and I'm like a super extrovert. We have polar, I would say like, I mean, we've had a lot of external challenges, that mastermind that we were in, there was somebody else in that program that had asked me out that I said no to. And so 
when Sid asked me out and I said, yes, that created so much external drama. But then at the same time, we are polar opposites. Like he said, he's the big picture thinker. I'm like the, okay, what are the details? How do we organize this to make sure that we get this done? He's very, very extroverted. I'm very, very introverted. He's super loud. I'm more soft. And so there was figuring out this balance of like, how do we be together? And as he said, I'm the first like super driven woman that he had dated. And that has always been a challenge for me in relationships previously in other relationships that I was in. I would have friends tell me, don't tell when you go on a date with a guy, don't tell him that you own a business for the first six months because you're kind of like your drive is kind of intimidating. It was nice for me to have somebody that supported that vision. And then when he realized like just how (sighs) driven I am, he grew up in the Bible belt as well. So it started to challenge some of his belief systems as well, that the man has to be the breadwinner. We're both naturally very competitive people. So we've had to learn how to not compete with each other in our businesses, because we do have two separate businesses, have our businesses collaborate for the betterment of our clients. Mm -hmm. And then instead of competing with each other, how can we compete with what we did last month? Or how can we compete to become better with than not each other? Yeah, that's probably one of the biggest things we had to learn was being an entrepreneur you're alone a lot. So like you, you're kind of on your island a lot, especially at the beginning and you're, and you're having to figure things out. You're constantly, I guess for me at least, being extremely highly competitive. I hate to lose. So like there's just a constant push to go, go, go. And I think one of the biggest things is it's real easy and there's a huge fine line between, especially with our businesses, because we want to see each other succeed so badly that like we'll push each other unconsciously right? Get it under the other's skin because we're pushing each other. I think that there's this balance of understanding, like, how do you, and it's very situational too, right? Which I think is very difficult for anybody, let alone like a married couple, but understanding that like how situational it is and in certain situations and in certain personality situations, or you have to be able to react or to act a certain way with a certain tone within a certain manner to be able to ultimately do what's best for both of us. And that's to get over the challenge and get to the next thing. And I think there's a big maturity for both of us. And I'm not saying we're perfect at it because we're not, but at the same time, when we're good at it, when we're good at that, and we're able to focus on what's in front of us instead of what's going on between us. That is something that is quite challenging. What are some tips or recommendations that you guys can share with other entrepreneurs who might be in a similar experience, whether they work together or they have Two entrepreneurs, two different businesses. What are some tips that allow you guys to be successful and navigate that properly? I would say learning how to communicate with each other has been the biggest turning point in our relationships because there's been points in our relationships where in our relationship where we've definitely been stressed and just not, is this going to turn out? And so I would say there's two things. We haven't given up on each other and then we've always as frustrated as we get, we recognize we both are competitive. We both can be hot headed. So taking that time to walk away, have some space from each other, especially like since the pandemic hit and now we're both at home all the time is we need that separation from each other, whether Mm -hmm. it's I'm in my office and he's in his, or we're just on different ends of the house, or we take a trip separate from each other, Mm -hmm. right? Just to get that 
kind of or alone trips, time in that I mean, even trips together, just I think just being confined in the house is, is really difficult for both of us as entrepreneurs. I think one of my biggest fears is being caged, right? So like just being thrown in a cage and told I can't do something because being an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur to me is all about freedom. Like it's not about money. It's not about a car. It's not about a house. It's about freedom. It's about being able to do what I want. So like for me being kind of confined in a cage at home, essentially kind of like literally what I feel is like under house arrest, it's been very difficult because it takes away that freedom. Being able to navigate over that over the past, what we were told initially two weeks has now been 13 months, has been very difficult at the same time. That's also the advantage of being married to someone polar opposite of me because she's been able to help me and guide me through this process because the amount of self-sabotage that I would have probably created for myself over the past year probably could have been something that could have been detrimental to my life let alone my business, especially with how my personality is. So I was someone that hasn't reacted very well to the past year. And she was someone who didn't react well to it, but understood and was mature enough to be able to mentally get through it. So that's been a big help for me, especially over the last year. And I think like having the self-awareness to be able to communicate what you need. I feel like for me, there's two very different sides. Me, I'm like, the super driven, like ultra competitive, don't get in my way, don't mess with me, D type personality in business. But then when I switch off of business and I'm wife, I'm like, I want you to care for me. Like just don't you know, love don't do me. Anything. I don't want to move. And go, so, go get everything for me. I'm going to sit so here for four hours. And there were times where he was like, I do present a lot and I do talk a lot. And so I'll have days as part of like my self care where I'm like, this is a bed day. Like I'm not getting out of my pajamas. I'm going to stay in bed, read some books and just have my chill time. And he'd be like, what's wrong with you? Are you broken? And so like understanding how to communicate, like I'm not on entrepreneur time. I'm on like me time, self-care time. When we do have disagreements, I love Brene Brown's, I think it was in Braving the Wilderness that she talked about saying, rather than accusing and saying, you have this tone and this is how it's making me feel like taking ownership and saying, the story that I'm telling myself right now is that you're mad at me or the story that I'm telling myself right now is that you're disappointed in me because I didn't make a sale, right? Which 99% of the time it's like our own stuff and we're just, we're disappointed in ourselves or we're upset with ourselves and we project it onto our partner. So we have that agreement as well, instead of pointing fingers and making accusations is to say, this is the story I'm telling myself. This is what I feel from you and I just need you to know this is what I'm picking up on and open up that conversation in a non-confrontational and non-defensive way. That is such a great comment because a lot of times what happens when we get stressed is our language becomes harsh, our tone is more intense and we, like you said, project, we kind of come off abrasive or just rough in a way that's too overbearing or it's not gentle for, it's not meeting the needs of our spouse. So one way that we can counter some of these stressors is I versus you statements. An I statement is kind of taking accountability for your emotions, for the way that you feel. So let's just say the dishes are in the sink and there was one or the other was supposed to do it and they didn't. So instead of most conversations or a lot of conversations come out, why didn't you do the dishes? And that's coming out kind of attack that comes out as very harsh, kind of shaming and blaming people. But if we'll say, I feel frustrated when 
the dishes are, are left in the sink. Can we do better? Can we do this? When we share our emotions with I, or this is how I feel, this is what I'm seeing, this is what I heard, is this accurate? That's less threatening. Because what happens when someone feels overwhelmed, when they feel threatened, when they feel shamed, when they feel belittled, they either fight back or they shut down and withdraw. And that's not a situation where problems are solved. And so if we're real gentle, if we're soft with our tone and the way that we start a conversation, I feel this and avoid the you statements because the you pretty much opening the door for blame or making someone feel bad about the current circumstances. And that's not the solution or the way to get a solution is making someone feel bad or making someone want to avoid the conversation. So as an entrepreneur, whether it's in the home, whether it's in the business, whether it's with your team, try to avoid starting sentences with you. Start with I, or this is what I've noticed. This is how I feel. This is what I recognize. This is what I'm seeing. Those kind of things. And now it's just an invitation to start a conversation where a solution can be established where, because you guys are both competitive. If it's kind of like, oh, let me outdo you. Let me outdo you. Let me outdo you. And before we know it, now we have a fight or disagreement or we're not communicating. We're not even talking to each other for something that was so silly. And it happens all the time, not on purpose, but just on accident, just because with the stresses of life. So I would challenge anyone that hears this today or in the future to really evaluate how are your sentences, how are your conversations starting? And please try to avoid starting with you because that ultimately just throws a wrench in the conversation from the beginning. So that is great. You talked about, Sid, that your wife was able to help you navigate through the pandemic and, and the struggles there. And she mentioned that the, at the beginning, Tiffany, that you're an NLP. You do a lot with that. Can you tell the, what that is? And I know what it is, but many entrepreneurs don't. Tell them what it is and how it can help with mindset and, and just growth as an entrepreneur. Yeah, absolutely. So NLP stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. It's probably best well known as the thing that Tony Robbins is trained in. But ultimately what we, with NLP, is we look at how the limiting beliefs in the mind ultimately create our behaviors. So when most people set a goal to achieve something. I want to lose weight. I want to make six figures. I want to have a better relationship. They focus in on the behaviors that they need to do. I need to start working out. I need to make more offers. I need to not get off, get off Tinder and go meet somebody just looking for a good time kind of thing. Whereas our, our behaviors, what we know with NLP is that our behaviors are just symptoms of our belief systems. And so the reason why so many people fall into self-sabotage, and this is where I specialize is getting people out of self-sabotage, is that self-sabotage happens when your belief systems don't align with your goals. If it doesn't align, then you get this internal battle happening. And ultimately, the belief systems are going to win out and it's going to cause you to procrastinate or fall into imposter syndrome or some other self-sabotage behavior where you end up right back where you were. So with NLP, we have the tools where we can very quickly reprogram and rewire these limiting beliefs to get them to align with where you want to go. Love it. So when you talk about imposter syndrome, what is one thing that an entrepreneur can do to quickly curb the 
imposter syndrome when it starts to kick in because a lot of entrepreneurs feel it frequently. Even if you're successful, a lot of times when it comes to scaling or whatever the case is, the imposter syndrome kicks in and we do get those negative self-talks. What is one way that if we felt the imposter syndrome approaching, how could we quickly turn it away or turn to a positive mindset so the imposter syndrome didn't get us down? Yeah, so oftentimes imposter syndrome comes up in a, why would somebody listen to me? I don't know enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not successful enough to help somebody else. So what I tell people is, whether the person is paying you or not, every time somebody messages you, we have people who message us and say, I've never liked one of your posts, but I read your content every day, or I watch all your videos, or you said this thing the other day and it totally changed my life. I mentioned at the beginning, I've written a book and I've had countless people reach out to me and say, I read your book and it's totally changed my life. I take a screenshot and I tell all of my clients, take screenshots of all of that. It doesn't matter if it's like a friend who you're just helping through a rough time, if it's a family member, if it's an actual paying client, maybe it was a freebie that you've done. It demonstrates that you do have a gift and you do have the tools there's always going to be room for growth, right? Like growth is a inevitable part of human evolution. We're always, there's always going to be more that we can grow, learn, become better at. And just because there's room for growth doesn't mean that you can't help people who were in the position that you were five months ago or 12 months ago. So keeping those testimonials or those messages that you get from people, I tell people to create a separate file in their phone to keep them so that when imposter syndrome starts coming up and that belief of, can I really help people? Do I really make a difference? You can go to that file and just see all the people who have messaged you, who told you what a difference you've made in their life. And that counteracts that limiting belief in the head and provides evidence to the contrary. Yeah, something I did. She does it that way. She's a very, I guess she's called visual person. And this way I'm a little bit kinesthetic where I actually will write down stuff at night. So I'll take note of it. And then at night, what I like to do is I'll get like a, you know, a little bowl. In fact, I need to start doing this again. I get a little bowl and like at night, I'll write three or four things that happened that day of someone that might've said that gave me a testimonial or whatever it is that I'm grateful for. I write that. And then as a week and, and two weeks and three weeks go by, visually, I'm able to see this thing get bigger and bigger and bigger, which then shows me exactly like, holy crap, when I'm having a really crappy day, which all of us do, or we have those days where technology doesn't want to work or whatever it happened. You know, last week we're in Texas. So last week we didn't have power for four days. When stuff like that happens, it's just sort of a great reminder that, okay, like I've had all of this over the past month or whatever, like I need to like it's visual for me. It makes me see it. And then it really just, since it's visual, it's almost just kind of like a, I don't know, a trigger in my head. It's just sort of you know, kind of take a step back, calm down kind of thing. I don't know, but that, that's something that really helps me. I like that. I would add to it. Once you have those little notes in, in the bowl, I imagine you could, when you feel frustrated, especially working from home, you could go to that bowl. I had young kids. So this makes sense for me because they love instant gratification they love rewards and, and those kind of things you could certainly reward yourself just draw one of the things from the bucket and be like oh johnny said that i'm good at this and then you can just find yourself falling into a place of gratitude for mm -hmm. your ability to have an impact in, in johnny's life or timmy's life or whoever else is in your bowl that you, you wrote down and that would be a fantastic way to change your story very quickly because a lot of times we have goals, we have these dreams, 
and then we tell ourselves, we beat ourselves up, our story doesn't align with those dreams, and now when our story gets off, our action gets off. And so that would be a very quick way to get back in alignment for the action and for the progress that is needed. So you do a lot with social media and stuff. Do you guys uh, work together to use your own skills to push each other's business forward or do you pretty much yeah I mean, we do it's funny one of the strategies that i talk about with my prospecting system and helping people attract leads to them online for free is uh what we call my friend request hack i actually didn't just get a client but i actually got a wife using it it's an interesting kind of we joke about it a lot when we think we were on tv over in utah when we were talking about that it's hilarious because it's just kind of a great icebreaker for when we speak on stage or on an event or whatever but she's kind of taken some of the things, just being around each other, I think the core influence that both of us possess help one another with like her stuff with just like mindset in general has really helped me think differently and act differently on a daily basis than where I was two years ago. It also has helped me in the, in the idea of like her personal development. Like she, she's on her what, sixth or seventh book she's reading this month. I'm on two, but you know, at the same time I was on zero a year ago. Right. So like she's, just being around it, I think, which really goes back to constitute not, it really does matter who you're around and I'm around her. So I'm going to start just unconsciously acting as if I'm just going to start developing her habits. And I think that's this very, who are you hanging around? Things that we talk about a lot is like purposely, like who are we both around and what type of influence are they having on us? Yeah. Tell the world a little bit about, when you said you got a wife through the friend request, tell the little, no, you can't tell the whole system in 10 minutes or five minutes, whatever. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit of how, what that system looks like or how you would even start to implement that. Yeah, type sure. of so anything online or offline or marketing period, it doesn't matter how you're promoting or how you're marketing yourself. You need to build a place where you rally people up and you get people to come to, right? So when we're looking to do that organically, the place that you can do that organically is the uh, personal profile on your personal Facebook. You would build out a, your personal profile. There's four different spots on your personal profile you can build out and customize. And then there's spots in a specific way that we teach that literally turns this personal profile into a sales funnel. And then the sales funnel allows whoever visits that personal profile to make one of, two, one of three decisions. They can come to the profile and bounce on and off of it without doing anything. They can come to the profile and send you a friend request, or they can come to the profile and they can take action on whatever you're promoting within the profile funnel. Now that we have our destination, we then obviously have what happens when they get there. They can either take action on our next step in the journey, which for us is our Facebook community, or they can send me or her a friend request, right? In which case we have what's called the friend request hack, which drives them directly into a sales conversation to either set schedule an appointment or to downsell them on the lead map. And then from there, we utilize six different ways of promotion to promote driving people organically to our uh, consistent profile on Facebook. And we, we utilize press in three different ways. We also utilize LinkedIn and some automation. And then we also utilize Facebook communities as well as what we classify as our online TV channel. And we use those different avenues, similar to this podcast, right, to promote who it is that we are, who it is that we help. And then ultimately, we attract people to our personal profiles and we basically start helping the people that stick. So let me see if I can identify the four areas for the personal profile. And then you tell me if I'm closer, tell me what I'm missing. So the first one would be the banner, the picture in the front, telling something about who you are, what you do in the picture of yourself. And then the little statement in your, your profile that tells you what you do or how people can 
get into your world. That's the second one. And then the third one is in the pictures. Uh, you can put a some sort of message or picture that when people click on it in the, I forget what it's called, the something picture on the, in my mind, the bottom or the left side of the Facebook profile, people can click on that. And then another place in the, the job description, you can really tell yourself who you are and stuff like that. Are those kind of close to the floor you talked kind about? Of close, yes. Your Mr. Profile image, that's important. But yeah, your cover image, your profile image, your what we classify as your description, that's in a couple of different spots. And then what's called your featured image. And then there's a specific way that we structure those. And then specific ways that we write sales letters and do certain things to then make the, uh, or help the person visiting that profile to either opt in to take action on your lead magnet. And of course, there's specific lead magnets that would work a lot better than other ones. Um, you're not going to send someone to a $10,000 offer on your profile funnel if they've never met you. That doesn't make any sense. But obviously, you're going to set that up. And then it's, it's a matter of who's being attracted to it. If you look at me and Tiffany now, just organically, we're probably getting, I would say, what, at least 5,000 or so probably people that are visiting our personal profiles a day. Personally, like where we're... I'd say at least we probably got a couple of thousand on this last week with me in those groups. I would say we got thousands of people that are, I'm never going to know. We got thousands of people that are visiting our personal profiles combined every day. So, I mean, like that traffic is traffic that can stick, right? So if we're putting things in the right place and making offers in the right place and people just sort of follow the journey, it's not about getting the most people. It's about getting the right people, looking for the right people to kind of come into our world. And, and once they come into our world, it's ultimately just a matter of consistently putting out our best stuff, who we can help. And basically, it's a pretty easy process. They raise their hand, they need our help. We hop on the phone and we see if we can help them. It's a very laid back for us and simple, but it's also fun. We've gotten a chance to work with over 760 people in close to four years and really help them not only build systems to attract online leads for free for them, but also just really give them hope and show them that this is possible and that you can win and you want to do in life can be obtained. Even if you don't believe that you have a superpower or believe that you have a special gift, your experiences and what you've been through in life and the challenges you've overcame in life is your currency, is your special gift, perfect just the way you are. So now it's a matter of going out there and taking that gift, that currency that you've developed in your life and going out there and just every single day helping at least one person with it. Because when you do that, you're going to attract Oh, I love that so much because everything that I talk about is impact. Mm -hmm. Where are you having an impact? As an entrepreneur, you have a tremendous opportunity and obligation to have an impact. I would challenge you to make sure your impact is first in the home and then worry about your impact in the business and the community. Mm -hmm. If we miss that first one, the impact in the home, we can lead to a lot of problems for ourselves. We can lead to our family becoming second place but one thing that i know for sure is when things are going well at home it's much easier to show up as the best version of yourself in the business for the people that you serve so i really appreciate having you guys on the show today i don't want to take up much more of your time i would love to hear a final tip from each of you what can an entrepreneur do today that would really make a significant impact on their business in the next couple of weeks what is one simple action step that they could take today? For me, it would say connect to what are the behaviors, thoughts, and actions of the person who achieves the goal that they have, and then make that what they do now. So a lot of people, their habits, their thought patterns reflect where they've been. And when you align to those to be where with where you're going, like how do I start thinking 
like the person who has a million dollar business? How do I start acting like the person who has the million dollar business that accelerates your success to get there? Yeah. I mean, I think for me, for anyone on here that, you know, is watching or is listening and he's, oh, like I'm not you know, generating leads every single day, every single hour, because there's so much opportunity out there. If you're not doing that, you know, what I would suggest that you do, you really need to take a step back right? And take a look at what's going on. And then there's three, this thing called the, what we classify as the marketing triangle. And it's something that one of my mentors, Dan Kennedy, introduced to me years ago. And the way it works is, is there's three parts of the triangle. You have your message, you have your marketplace, which is your audience, and then you have what's called media. Ultimately, all three of these need to be connected. So if your message is off, then you're not going to get, no one's going to understand. And that's a very, very big thing that you need to take account of. Because if your message is off, everything's off and nothing's working. But then you could have the best message, best content, best website, best funnel, best everything in the world. But if you're, if you're talking to the wrong people, then it don't matter, right? But even if you're aiming to talk to the right people, but you're meeting them on the wrong media, right? Maybe all your people's on LinkedIn, but you're promoting all your stuff on Facebook and Google. So like making sure really to take a step back and just to maybe what you're doing is correct and the items or the task that you're doing tactfully are correct, but you might literally be missing the mark. Biggest thing of all, right? Putting the right message in front of the right audience on the right media. When we really take a step back and look at that, all of us consistently, every, I look at this every month, just to really make sure that not only am I putting the right messages out, but am I giving exactly what I need to be giving what they're asking for? Am I, get, am I helping them by actually demonstrating and helping them on a daily basis? And if, as long as I'm doing that, that would be something I would highly suggest that everybody kind of takes a look at no matter what it is that you're doing, are you demonstrating it on an everyday basis yourself? Because ultimately that's what's going to attract people to you. Telling people that you can do something cool is one thing actually doing it and showing success with it, something completely different. Absolutely. Those are great points. There's two last things that I want to wrap up this podcast with. I would love to hear from each of you. What is one thing that an entrepreneur can do to make sure that they really center things in their home? You guys both have two thriving businesses. You guys both have two different skill sets that match and align pretty well with each other. But what is one thing that you first comes to your mind that each entrepreneur can do to make sure that they maintain a thriving relationship at home schedule in regular date nights mm -hmm. that are the most important meeting that you have in your calendar it's real easy for us like we, we kind of just roam the house so we're, we're just sort of catching each other in passing so one of the things we do is we've been like we, it's not like we watch a lot of tv but i mean we, with us being stuck at home one of the things we decided to do is like at every night we're going to wind down together and one of the things we do is binge watch stuff together so we watch an episode of, we're, we're in the middle of dawson's creek right now so every night we most one of our favorite childhood memories was dawson's creek so we're in the middle of and I think we've watched four seasons, four seasons, about a month now. So it's neat to do stuff like that. Another thing we do is we love to travel. So like we used to, obviously with what we do, we used to travel a lot. Like we would not be, I think it was in 2019, rarely were we at home for two weeks at a time. We were always on the road, which was fun when you get stuck. And you can't, again, we're, we're at home and traveling right now is not the easiest thing in the world. So we're, we're figuring out kind of what can we do and still have fun together. So one of the things that we do is we did this game where she found this game of popsicle sticks. We each put in, what was it, like 30 or something like that, like ideas of what we wanted to do. And then basically every week, like she talks about date night, every week we made a decision. We're going to go a weekend away every month and every, every quarter we're going to go on a vacation. 
we put in these ideas and that way you have our ideas are different date night ideas so that we yeah. don't fall in the rut of i'm tired i don't want to think of something yeah. let's just go to dinner we each wrote down like 26 different ideas so that it would fill up the whole year yeah and then put them together and we just draw one out without looking so that way we kind of take away like the thinking of something creative thinking of something different we can just pull one out yeah do you put them back or you go till the jar is empty we go until we go the jar is empty yeah so we put some fun stuff in there i mean we, we put like uh we're in texas so we're we're kind of a country of our own it seems like we have a little bit of everything here but yeah we put in some interesting stuff i think what is it next weekend we're going to galveston we're going down to the beach just because we haven't we haven't seen beach in a long time and we want some beach so we're gonna go down to the island on the Gulf Coast in a couple of weeks, and we're just going to go down there and get a little tiny house somewhere or tree house somewhere and just chill out for a few days. And that's kind of a big thing that we do is we'll go really hard for a month. But then when we go really hard, it's kind of like, okay, we're going to, when we relax, we're really, you know what I mean? We're really going to go out there and relax and have fun. I mean, we're still going to be working because we're entrepreneurs, but we are going to be able to go out there and I guess kind of unwind for a few days. And that's the big part is we can just really kind of be free for a few days. That's a big thing for us. If we didn't do that, we'd be tightly wound. Good. That is some fantastic advice, both with the date nights and the, the business tip. And the last thing I want to end with is how can people work with you? I'm grateful for your time you shared with us today and the knowledge you shared with entrepreneurs and how they can take a few steps to push their business forward. But how can people work with you if they've enjoyed this message today? Yeah, sure. So probably the best way for them to come and, and start hanging out with us is um, we have a group for uh, purpose-driven entrepreneurs. Ultimately, this group is basically a place that we look to attract people into that are looking to win not only at business, but at life. So in that group, every day, we, we have content that's put in that group case of someone going live to help them with their business and or their life. We have stuff, we have our, our, our accountant goes in there and chats every Monday. I have a prospecting kind of podcast show that happens every Wednesday. We interview six, seven, and eight, nine figure earners in there every Tuesday. And then Thursday is our sales manager. And then Friday is her. So we have that. So they can come and hang out with us, get to know us a little bit. We have a few thousand people, our purpose-driven entrepreneurs in there. So it's a great chance to network and get a chance to meet a lot of people who are like-minded and looking to not only be an entrepreneur, but be a purpose-driven entrepreneur who is out there doing this with, with a specific purpose to make the world a better place. And in this community, it, it's geared toward nothing but helping people win every day. So if that's something that you all would like to do, groups called Success Secrets for Purpose-Driven uh, purpose Entrepreneurs on Facebook, or you can head to www.successsecretsgroup.com and um, you'll go over there, you'll see a video of us, and then um, you can just simply click to join the group and then they'll take you over to where you can join the group and simply just answer the prompts and we'll let you into the group. Sounds great, I'll put that in the show notes so it's easy for people to get. I've appreciated your time here. Is there any last words you wanna say or are you pretty much delivered a great win, We all win, man. All of us win when we all win. That's kind of our motto, it's what our group's about. That's That's what we're about, much abundance and just go out there and aim to help at least one other person every single day with your gift, with your superpower, with what it is that you're good or helping other people with and do it with no agenda. And, you know, when you go out there and you do that, it's, it's amazing how fast you start to surround yourself with people who are consistently winning. And when there's people surrounding you that's consistently winning, it's absolutely impossible for you not to be winning at the same time. So that'd be my last thought. What's your last thought, darling? No, I, I love that because I tell people all the time there's space for everyone to win. And oh, if, yeah, we just, if we just grow as a team, use our skills together, we will have a huge impact. And as entrepreneurs, we are the people that need to change the world because 
we're the ones that have the skills and the ability and opportunities to do that. So thank you guys so much for, for joining us. And I'll put that content to the links in the show notes so people can check you guys out and come into your world. But appreciate your time here today. Thanks for listening to another episode of Strong Business, Stronger Marriage. Be sure to click subscribe right now. And we would love it if you could do us a quick favor. Please rate and review our podcast. This will help other entrepreneurs who want to strengthen their marriage and business find our content. To schedule a call, go to ourfamilystrong.best and join us on the inside at our free Facebook group, Strong Business, Stronger Marriage. Join us next time on Strong Business, Stronger Marriage.